Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, welcome to the very first episode of The Spill, the podcast where we catch you up on everything entertainment every day. I'm Key Reese. I work at Social Squad, which is Mamma Mia's in-house social media agency. And I'm Laura Brodnick. I'm Mamma Mia's entertainment editor, and I'm pretty much known as our office pop culture nerd. Yes, you really, really are. Today and every day, we're going to be taking you through what you need to know, the biggest entertainment stories of the day. And then later in the episode, we'll dive a little bit deeper on the juiciest stories that we're obsessing about. Yes, and this show is going to drop at 3pm every day so we can keep you company on your way home from work or when you pour that first glass of wine at the end of the day. Yummy. Coming up on today's episode, we are discussing why Lindsay Lohan just landed in Australia and what new TV show that she's going to be on. But first, here's what you need to know today. Big Little Lies, the biggest, I think maybe one of the biggest dramas in Australia at the moment and the world at the moment. There's a lot of drama behind this season. So today marks the final episode of Big Little Lies season two. Fans of critics have been a little bit disappointed, claiming that it's a bit disjointed and hard to follow. And we recently found out why. So there were reports last week um, from outlet IndieWire saying that director Andrea Arnold, who has been the credited director on season all of season two's episodes, was essentially ousted after she stopped filming the season. And we found out that director Jean-Marc Valley has served as executive producer cutting the final edit. Yeah, so this was a theory that was bubbling away in the film and TV critic community for a long time. Basically what's happened is they brought Andrea Arnold on to do Big Little Lies, which is one of the most celebrated TV shows of 2018, won a slew of awards, and there was a lot of anticipation for season two, especially with the addition of Meryl Streep joining the cast. And when it first started to air, fans and critics alike noticed very quickly that it felt very disjointed. It felt very choppy. It felt like there had been no cohesive work behind the scenes, which was really affecting the way we were seeing these famous actresses playing out these storylines. So when IndieWire dropped this story, and it has to be said that Andrea Arnold hasn't actually commented directly on this, but IndieWire is a very reputable source, and they've spoken to a lot of people on the scenes and said that unbeknownst to her, Jean-Marc Valley and David E. Kelly took over all the film that she had shot and reshaped it, trying to make it fit with season one. But it was like jamming the puzzle pieces back in the wrong way. It just hasn't come together. She's set to be very devastated because her name is actually on it. And it also goes to show why there's been a lot of questions around, like we were teased with these really iconic looking scenes when the photos were first released. Do you remember when that sh- um, photo came out of Reese with the screen? The ice cream. Throw, yes, throwing yes. the ice cream at Mer- Meryl Seep and people want to know where that scene is. And the answer is it's because these two male producers and directors came, took over and cut scenes like that out. So... With the finale airing today, it's kind of ended on a bit of a sour note, but there are a lot of questions around whether it'll come back. Nicole Kidman actually said in an interview with News Corp that's been picked up by a lot of other outlets that she really does hope that the show will come back, but it'll be dependent on whether or not all the players come back, the cast, including the children. So yeah, a bit of a sour note for it to end on, but the finale is airing on Foxtel today if you want to see how this whole messy drama plays out. (sighs) 
All right, well, on to new beginnings. Marvel's Phase 4 announced with huge female leads. The annual San Diego Comic Con, which is an entertainment and comic book convention where fans, stars, creators and press gather to discuss upcoming releases, was held over the weekend. But the biggest news to come out of that convention, I think, was from Marvel's panel where it was announced that Scarlett Johansson will have a standalone Black Widow movie and Angelina Jolie will be joining the Marvel franchise to lead the Eternals movie. But I think the breakout story is more so... Natalie Portman, who's going to be the new Thor, goddess of thunder, in the fourth installment, Love and Thunder. So Portman previously played the girlfriend across Chris Hemworth's Thor. So this is a pretty interesting casting. It is a really interesting piece of news. And um, film nerds like myself were eagerly spending the whole weekend glued to our screens watching these announcements come out. And without a doubt, Marvel's announcement panel for their upcoming fourth phase of their cinematic universe was the most exciting part. And the announcement of Natalie Portman took a lot of fans by surprise because even though she's never come out and said it, it's been widely believed that she was really unhappy with the way her character of Jane Foster was portrayed in the movies. She is an astrophysicist, much like our new Bachelor is in real life coming to Channel 10. But there was a lot of talk that she really did fall into this kind of supporting girlfriend role in the movies, in the first two Thor movies that she starred in. She didn't come back for the third. She told the Wall Street Journal at the time that she expected that she was done with the role. There was a lot of talk that a female director was um, fired and replaced by a male director for one of the movies and so she only, which really upset her and she at the time there was a lot of controversy around that and she worked with Marvel to release a scholarship for girls to have the opportunity to learn science off the back of Thor and the Dark World again as kind of a thing to get her back into the franchise and so this idea that she felt that she wasn't right for the role and the fact that Jane Foster didn't have a proper role was kind of separated her from being in the movie so when she came out to the stage at Comic-Con and she picked up Thor's hammer, which obviously the mythology around that is that you must be very worthy to wield the hammer. Fans lost their minds and it's really seen as the fact that this huge movie franchise, which previously has not done very well by its female stars or its female representation, is finally going in the right direction by giving her an empowered character. And I think for them to get Oscar winner Natalie Portman back on track is very good news for Marvel. Yeah, I'm loving that decision. And music and politics are colliding and perhaps the most confusing story to come out in the press over the last couple of weeks. Rapper ASAP Rocky has been in a Swedish jail for two weeks. ASAP Rocky is the American rapper sitting in a Swedish jail. He's facing assault charges after this fight outside a restaurant in Stockholm where he was on tour. The arrest is causing an uproar because the rapper says he was acting in self-defense after getting hassled by two young men who wouldn't stop following him. So he was detained on July 5th and then the team, his team set up a change.org petition saying that he was being held in horrific and unsanitary conditions and in solitary confinement for 24-7. So that's got over 600,000 signatures on it so far. But in a twist of events, reality star and criminal justice reform advocate Kim Kardashian and her husband, rapper Kanye West, have enlisted the help of President Trump to join the free ASAP Rocky movement. And in a tweet, Trump announced that he had spoken to the Prime Minister of Sweden, which is Stefan Luffin, and assured him that ASAP was not a flight risk and offered to personally vouch for his bail. So Rocky will 
unfortunately be staying in the Swedish jail because Sweden does not have a bail system. Um, and if he's found guilty, the New York rapper faces up to six years in jail under Swedish law. Yeah, look, this is a, I mean, obviously we do feel bad for the poor guy being locked up in prison. But I just find it interesting that this is what so many celebrities and also the president of the United States are using their time for. I mean, Donald Trump seemed more excited to tweet to his followers that he talked to Kanye West more than anything else. And you've got Jada Pinkett Smith and Cara Delevingne and all these people just tweeting for his release. And interestingly enough, the only celebrity who seemed to have an actual sense of what was going on and kind of cut through all the noise by making a bit of a statement was teen pop sensation (laughs) Justin Bieber. So Justin, who... Can I just say, up until now, has been using his time on his Twitter feed to try and call out Tom Cruise to have a cage fight oh, with him. But UFC has now, yeah, exactly. But has now had a bit of a turnabout. He tweeted, "I want my friend out. I appreciate you trying to help him, but while you're at it, Donald Trump, can you also let those kids out of cages?" I think wow. being the only celebrity to call out, like, yes, this is an issue, but people like the celebrities of this high caliber and. Donald Trump should not be spending their whole time tweeting about just this one rapper's case when there are bigger issues out there. So thanks, Justin Bieber, I guess. Words I never thought I'd say. Gretchen, stop trying to make Fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Actress, singer, producer, businesswoman and reality TV star Lindsay Lohan touched down in Sydney last week ahead of filming for Ten's new show, The Masked Singer Australia. If you're not familiar with the show, it's 12 celebrities who don head-to-head costumes completely disguising their identity before performing a song on the panel and at the end of each episode, the singers will be revealed. So she's going to be serving as a panellist along with Jackie O from Carl and Jackie O, Danny Minogue, who we know from Australia's Got Talent and is also a major pop megastar and then we've also got comedian Dave Hughes. So they'll all be tasked to figure out who the celebrities are. So they've got to have a little bit of knowledge who our celebs are. Um, And then Osha Gunsberg will be serving as our host. So the show's already been a huge success overseas. In a statement released to Mamma Mia, Lindsay said that each week will be so exciting to watch who performs and to try and guess who's behind the mask, saying that she feels honoured to sit on the panel and be part of such an amazing show. Yeah, there's been, there was a lot of discussion when this was announced by Channel 10 um, that she would be, I mean, for all these reality TV shows now that are launching in Australia, you really do need one of those big international stars to come in and just give it that little bit of extra press. So obviously with The the Voice has done that really successfully for a number of years with Joel Madden and Seal and Kelly Rowland's on there now and Joe Jonas. And yeah, exactly. I mean, the judges for these shows are very much the draw card to kind of see like them come to Australia and see how they interact with each other and how they interact with the contestants. And I think for this show, Lindsay Lohan, yes, she does seem like an odd choice, but she's also going to do exactly what Channel 10 needs her to do. She's going to grab headlines. She's probably going to cause some controversy. Everyone knows her name. Like you wouldn't think so, but from like very young, you know, teenagers to people in their forties and fifties, like she has had such a long span career and her name has been in the press for well over 15 years. So she is a household name whether people think she's worthy of that title or not. So she's come off the back of having a show on MTV which was called Lindsay Lohan's Beach House. So she owns a bunch of beach clubs, I guess, in Europe and the show started earlier this year which followed her around on that. It was announced a couple of weeks ago that she would no longer be continuing with the show and that the beach clubs would be sold off. So I guess this is kind of her next step 
She's yeah. All, she looks. She's had. A, she's had a rough run. Run. I would say Lindsay has. So when um, Lindsay Lohman's Beach Club, which was her MTV show, when that first launched, um, it actually did really well. The ratings were quite high. Really? People were really interested in it. Yeah. But the reason the ratings declined and why it was cancelled is that she didn't give enough drama. It's like she can't win. Oh. She didn't kind of go off the rails. There was no. You know, didn't see any kind of intimate scenes of her or, or, or with her family or anything like that. It was very much trying to reshape her as a businesswoman because she did own those beach clubs, which are all abandoned now. A lot of tourists have gone to try and get into Lindsay Lohman's beach club, like the physical club, and the photos they've put up, the signs are broken. There's little tumbleweeds going through the abandoned <laughs> buildings. So the clubs have all shut down as well. So she is a bit footloose and fancy free and in need of a paycheck. And that's what she's coming to Australia for, to get paid. So my issue with this is that I think there are other people that are more deserving. So we know Lindsay Lohan and yes, she's got that high profile and she can kind of bring that buzz to the show. But are we really rewarding? Not to say that she's had bad behavior because it's been a bunch of years have passed since she has gotten into any kind of trouble. But she is a very controversial figure and issues seem to kind of follow her. I'm just wondering, have they thought it through? I mean, it's a show about identifying celebrities is she going to have a crash course in Australian celebrities? Like, how is she going to identify people? Well, she did touch down in Australia on Thursday and there was a heap of swarm paparazzi um, at the international airport waiting to catch her arrival. So I feel like she's come, you know, ahead of time to try and catch up on Australian pop culture. I don't know. I'm sure Channel 10 are briefing her on everything. That has been the biggest issue with, first of all, people are talking about why do we even need these international stars? And we went through that before, but there's this idea that this is where like international stars come just to get a quick paycheck or to kind of revamp their failing careers. So I guess she has ticked both of those boxes. But there's also that idea of everyone now is drudging up moments from her past and saying that she is a bad role model, that she has a lot of questionable stuff, which she has. But, I mean, she's been working since she was – I think her her parents signed her to a modelling agency when she was, like, 11 months old or something like that. She worked on a lot of soap operas before kind of becoming this big Disney star. And, yes, she hasn't had a movie hit since – was it 2004? That's 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mean Girls came out. but And, you know, she did go through quite a bit of legal trouble. She was arrested multiple times. She was in multiple car accidents. Um, there was a long period of time there where she was uninsurable. And if yeah. you're uninsurable, you can't be hired on a movie set. So it, you, it kind of does beg the question if Channel 10 has taken all that into account. But they must have. I mean, this is a big endeavour for them. Yeah, I feel like when I'm thinking about the franchises that I want to come, the US franchises that I want to come to Australia, Lip Sync Battle is up there for me. And I just feel like Lip Sync Battle, she would be a great Chrissy Teigen, don't you think? I feel like we're setting her up for failure in a show that's based on the fact that you need to identify celebrities. How many international celebrities are Channel 10 going to be able to confirm for this? I just don't see it kind of working. But I do agree that, you know, people are entitled to have a second go. It's just kind of like she's had a lot of second chances. I think Oprah gave her a reality TV show, gave her everything she needed to kind of relaunch her career. And she couldn't even save her. Oprah could not even save Lindsay Lohan. I know. Oh, my God. I've forgotten about that. Um, That's right. Because Oprah did her big post-rehab interview. So she's Oprah's actually tried to relaunch her career twice in the past. The first time was in 2013 when, um, as part of her TV show, Oprah's Next Chapter, she filmed a interview with Lindsay that was meant to be her big kind of post-rehab relaunch and that didn't go over very well just because there's all the footage from that interview is Oprah firing all these questions 
questions at her and Lindsay being very unable to answer. Then in 2014, she um, started that show on Oprah's own TV network called Lindsay, but it was going to follow her life and it was meant to be watching her dealing with her parents and her assistants and her sobriety and she was very difficult on set yeah. again, which is not boding well for her Channel Ten stint. Um, she was apparently very difficult filming the show. She wouldn't turn up for filming. She would get very upset if the cameras came near her, even though she had signed documents and contracts that she would allow them to film her. And it all got to the point where Oprah herself found out what was going on behind the scenes of her TV series, and Oprah had to call her. And there's footage of this where she's saying, "You need to cut the bullshit." Um, Oprah. I know, Oprah. I I feel like Oprah very tough when she needs to be. And that show didn't do very well. And after that, it was meant to really put Lindsay back into kind of reshaping her as someone that studios and networks wanted to hire and work with again. But again, it didn't really have that effect. And she went on to not be able to get a job until she started with MTV. I think the two biggest questions of her being on this new show is, one, is she going to have a new accent? Is she going to have this famous accent that she's kind of picked up along the way? Oh, I know. But I I feel like, I mean, that was obviously has been a big thing on cross social media where she puts on the British accent when she was living. Or the Middle Eastern accent. Yeah, when she was living in London. Again, I think it all just comes up that she's just a really, I hate to use the word troubled, a troubled woman who's been through a lot of different ups and downs in her life. I mean, there was, you know, she's had partners where she said she's been abused. She's had her parents who divorced along at like a very early age and then um, kind of used her as their meal ticket. Well, they're still using her as as the meal ticket for the family. I'm pretty sure she supports all of them. And she has had a lot of second chances and she's failed every single time. But this might be her new ticket out of jail. (laughs) I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Let's keep our eyes peeled. Yes, there's no launch date yet for when The Masked Singer is going to air on Channel 10. But, you know, Lindsay is here. She posted a greetings from her Instagram saying day Australia. So she's ready to get into it and work. So hopefully we'll see it soon. And that's it. That's our first episode for the week done and dusted. We hope that you enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun putting it together. Um, And we'll be back tomorrow again at 3pm. So if you liked us today, please subscribe and give us a five-star review and maybe leave a little review for us, some feedback. And if you have any topics you'd like us to cover, feel free to shoot us an email at podcast at mamamia.com.au. If you're looking for something else to fill your day, we also have another daily podcast called The Quickie, which catches you up on all of your news. And you can find that in your favourite podcast app. We'll see you tomorrow, guys. Bye.